Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of A Name Tag is Necessary. I'm your host, Name Tag Alexander. The website is www. I might have said too many W's, nametagalexander.com. Uh, the podcast is available on all platforms where you can stream and download your favorite podcast, including but not limited to Apple Podcasts. Uh, we got Spotify. We got Anchor. What else we got? We got Google Podcasts. And I want to say iHeartRadio. I'm sure iHeartRadio as well. However, like I say, it's always a long overdue uh, invite that I got this guest on here. Shout out to Dre, Andre Barnes, for even making this happen. You know what I mean? But we got Lyric Jones on here. Shout out to Lyric Jones. What's going on with you? Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You got an album out. So Closer Than They Appear. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, what I want to ask you, what made you come up with the title? Because I thought that was real creative. From the artwork to the just the title itself. What made uh-huh. you come up with that title? Um, well, Closer Than They Appear is, um, I've, I've said this a few times, but it, it kind of changes its definition the uh-huh. more I've sat with the album. But it's, you know, it's a label that we see on all of our cars, all of our yeah. vehicles. It's like a constant figure there. Um, and because we know it's going to be there, we sometimes forget about it. We don't really realize that there's a warning label telling us objects right. in the mirror are closer than they appear. So watch out. Exactly. Um, so... I kind of saw myself as being kind of a similar motif with that concept of, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty consistent. I'm out here. I've been doing my thing. A lot of people are aware of me, but there's really, I felt like there was no sense of urgency as far as supporting me or me getting on certain platforms or just career wise, just mm-hmm. whatever move. So I saw myself as said object, but then I also saw a more positive affirmation in people like Fonte or Digger or whomever yeah. in my life as people who I didn't really think were attainable or okay. acceptable and ended up being closer than they appeared to me. So oh. it was kind of like a double or a triple entendre yeah. in ways. Um, and it's still revealing itself even after the album is dropped, like just seeing so many things like you know i was i even joked on twitter the other day and was like i hope a, i hope a grammy is closer than it appears you know <laughs> it's just the title i saw that yeah oh, okay. so much sense. yeah so but yeah that's that's you know it's so many other parallels but that's pretty much the gist of, of what word. it means word so what i usually do with the podcast i kind of have some icebreaker questions before we kind of get into discussing the project so the interesting thing is i believe this is out on empire right um, they distributed the project. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's say if you had the opportunity to run a record label, got mm-hmm. millions millions in the budget, millions in the budget to play around with, what five recording artists would you select to be on your roster? What three producers and why? Dang, these are some questions I should probably have prior because uh, <laughs> I think it is. Um <laughs> let's just see, off the top of my head. I would grab one legend. So uh, I would probably grab um, Nas. No, okay. Method Man. I'll grab Method Man. Okay. Because I think Method Man is independent. Yeah. So I grab Method Man. Um, I would grab Georgia and Muldrow. Okay. I haven't heard of them. Georgia and Muldrow? Oh, yeah. Look, look her okay. up. Okay. I'm going to do that. That's producer, why I do this too, because it helped me get Producer, vocalist, familiar. and MC, and a big influence of mine my whole career. Okay. So, Georgia and Muldrow, and um, 
Anderson Pack. I would probably kick it off with there. Um, and because of the versatility of all those right. artists, so you can go in any direction. This is just off the top of my head because it'd probably be it's five artists. Yeah, five. five. Yeah. And it could be any genre. It could be rap, it could be R and B. Oh, I I gave you different yeah. genres. So that, that that sounds like yeah, once once you said Anderson, <laughs> you gave me the MCs, you said Nas, Meth, uh the two, what was their names again? Uh Georgia Ann Muldrow is a singular okay. person, one person. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay, cool. I would grab artist, artist, artist. I would grab brand, brand new person that people are just discovering. So I would see someone like me. So artist Kumbaya, I would grab okay. her. Like that name, that's fire. Um, she's dope. I just got put onto her, and she raps and plays drums. Okay. <laughs> so it's another, another. Don't you? Didn't you? Don't you play the drums also? I thought I saw a clip. Are you on the? You you saw oh. it correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Correctly. Okay, I remember that. Um, and and I would grab a young nigga, somebody up and coming. So I would grab Katil, my my little bro Katil. Okay. Uh, out of Seattle, so. We got an established MC, somebody a legend. Then we got somebody that doesn't get enough credit, Georgia Ann Muldrow. Then we got somebody that's already a superstar, Anderson Pack. Yeah. Then we got somebody who's the closest to me, which would be Kumbaya, and then a a young sound, uh, which would be Katil. I like. So I, I would say that's my five, and producers, K Trinata. Okay. Um. Hmm. Three? Just three? Just three. For, yeah. Pharrell. Hell yeah. And Katrinata Pharrell. And because I only get three. That's the tricky part with it. Yeah, because okay, so Katrinata gives me the, 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 the mainstream sound and the dance sound. Um who else did I say second? It's I said Kate Trinata. Trinata. I said Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Somebody said um, say Madlib. <laughs> Pharrell. And um, probably, I probably would pick Focus. Focus is nice. Focus. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to roll with Focus. Um, the reason being, because you asked me why, the reason K Trinata is my fit, like my favorite producer right now. So, work. K Trinata would give me um, the dance sound and the versatility of getting hit records. Okay. Period. Like, <laughs> um, and he he's Need able to, he's able to balance with I can get rappers on there, I can get singers, I can get dance, I can get whatever. So Pharrell because he's another established chameleon that can give me mm -hmm. anything and he can also write and sing mm -hmm. on the record so he can help my new artist write some shit um focus because he has an incredibly very like pinpointed sound hip-hop wise but and he can really right. do everything but the drum i'm really thinking about the drums 
and mixing and mastering and yeah. him coming up under the tutelage of Dr. Dre, it would be an incredibly crisp. Yeah, I was going to say it's beyond just like, well, let me get so-and-so just because of this recognition. I see what you're saying as far as like the ability oh, yeah. to mix, the ability to craft the hit, you know, go, and like I say, it's millions in the budget that we're dealing with. So all that stuff matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't, and, and you're not understanding that with all these artists and producers comes their crew and their entourage and yeah. their people and their affiliation. So with Focus might come Dr. Dre or whatever, with Katronada might come you know, also Anderson Pack relationship, like yeah. Pharrell, here comes Missy, here comes Rihanna, here comes yep. maybe even Jay-Z. So it's a, it's a whole lot of things. So this is just off the top of the head, just trying to think of everything. I, I but... sent Dre the question is too in advance. I sent him, <laughs> he said, I'm going to get oh, these two. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, that's great. I know, <laughs> I know that take a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, if somebody hit me off guard with those questions, I'm like, Oh, oh man, my, it's, my goodness. It's, it's, probably so much. The, it's probably in the Google invite. This good, uh, good question. This one, and thank you. This could be, this might be a little easier because, of course, you know, these producers that you mentioned, especially when you when you said Pharrell, uh, hell, you mentioned Anderson Pack, like with the artists, but these people that you mentioned, these are people that are able to conduct classic albums. So, what I would ask right. you is All right, before we continue, this is for all the independent music artists across the board. That's from the songwriters, the producers. The publishers on down to the recording artists. I need y'all to tap in. This will be real quick. If you plan on continuing to pursue or start pursuing a career in music, if you haven't done so already, you definitely need to get familiar with the inner workings of the business handled outside of the creative process. A lack of knowledge on the administrative end, that can lead to you being lost out here in the oversaturated music industry. But you can avoid being lost by tapping into getting the necessary resources brought to you by the College of Hip Hop. They have artist ownership tools to help you navigate the music business. Now there's two artist ownership bundles. The artist ownership bundle one, it includes four video lessons to assist the artists in owning the rights to their musical works, along with a PDF to visit the website locations taught in the lessons that include basic copyrights, publishing, and encoding. Now artist ownership bundle two, it includes three video lessons that assist the artists in owning the rights to their musical works along with the resource guide to visit the website locations taught in those lessons that include the articles of incorporation, ISRC encoding, and basic trademark. You can access both bundles by clicking on the links I've included in the description of this episode. Now let's continue with the show. Three classic albums, your go-to classic albums, what are those for you? Any genre? Um... I I deem them classic, right? It don't have uh, to be the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you deem them classic. Yep. Um, Boys to Men second album. Oh, self titled. The, um, the blue album cover. The blue, like the blue, the, the blue yeah. shit. Because that's yeah. like almost every song on there is a hit record, like top charting record. Yep. Um. Uh, Georgia and Muldrow's first album. Mm -hmm. Classic to me. I'm definitely gonna check them out. Uh, her, it's just one person, Georgia Ann Muldrow. Now, I keep saying when you say Ann, that's a <laughs> but that's a dope name. That's how I know that name. It's, is full, it's her Anne. full name. Yeah, Georgia Ann Muldrow. Oh, you saying um, Ann? Like I got you. Okay. Ann, yeah, A N N E. Cool. cool. Um, probably. Ready to Die, Biggie, Big 
and Missy Elliott super duper fly. Mm. And that's left too because most people will say life after death. I know people I know we hold ready to die in that high regard, but that's that's you the first words I heard in a long time say ready to die. Yeah, I'm not most yeah. people you interview yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Different with it. Yeah, because every time, because I like Ready to Die, but I found myself always listening to Life After Death more. But I think probably, I was familiar with Big, of course, as a kid, like we're ready to die. But I probably got more familiar because of Life After Death. And it probably was because of all the big hits, you know, from it. So yeah. when I go back to, but I'm going to go back and listen to Ready to Die again, like a full. It's more standout production for Ready to Die for me. Like, yeah, because he had, he had Easy Mo B on there. Yeah, Primo. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely go. I, I just got so stuck with life after death. So you're the first person I heard in a long time literally say ready to die. So my next question for you would be now, and it, it could be it could be songs off any of these albums, but let's say six flawless songs that you could create a playlist with. But these six songs that you're rolling with, you gotta listen to them for these are the only songs you can rock with for the next six months. Um, flawless songs. Um, if you love me, mint condition. Okay. Um, can't help it, Michael Jackson. Fire. Um, unbreak my heart, Tony Braxton. Okay. It ain't hard to tell, Nas. Definitely. I ain't no joke, Rakim. Oh, come on now. Okay. The fuck? I'm tripping. I should have been out the gate with that. Um, Them drums is just like... The rhyme patterns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is really random. Um, lights, camera, action, Mr. Cheeks. What was that, five? <laughs> what was that, five? I have six. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, because I mean, I'm no joke, was a uh, five. Well, you said random with lights, camera, action, but that's crazy because usually when it gets around six, or no, I would say five, usually around that fifth one, people be like, they throw a random one out there, and I'd be like, okay, but like I say, it's, it's these six songs that you're rolling with for the next six months, and they flawless, so it's like, it's, yep. it's usually like difficult to pick. Record. Yeah, but then it's like, once you really think, like, all right, what songs I know for sure. At first, I used to start, I started out with, like, 10. I was like, no, nah, let's just narrow it down. How many did you ask me to do? Uh, six. It was six. six. But okay. I, I started yeah, out, six. like, one of my earlier episodes, I started out with, with 10. And I was like, no, nah, let me trim that down. Because I know me, like, I load my playlist up. But I was like, no, nah, let's, let's, let's raise the stakes a little bit. And you only get to choose six. But that's an interesting list. I like that because uh, I am no, I ain't no joke. Definitely would be on mine because that. That's one of the first songs that inspired me to rhyme. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm -hmm. that definitely got to make the list for sure. Uh, what's this? What's this next one I got? Um, okay, so we still talking. We we within the realms of the, of the music industry still. We mentioned the whole thing with the label. Now, what music collective of artists do you feel left a lasting impact on both the culture and the industry? Music collective. Yeah, so that could be like, like a label group or something. It could be a label. It could be a, a a group. Like when I when I when I think of collective, I think of like Dungeon Family. But then at the same time, you could throw, you could throw like TDE in there. You could throw, you could even throw Bad Boy in there. So I, that's why I always say collective because I think of all the artists as a whole. 
you know what I mean, or or even Wu Tang for that matter. Somebody just threw Wu Tang in the comments, but yeah, just a collective in general. Because I didn't want to just uh, narrow it down to a label, you know what I mean. So I just like a collective because that collective could be on that label, you know what I mean. So that's why I just like collective for artists. I mean, there's been tons, but I would say. Um... Um, I was, I'm, I'll just say this because I have my specific reasons, but I would say, uh -huh. you said, is this the, the latest, the last one that made an impact or just no, any one, it, it could be, it could be old, new. I would say, I would say Slaughterhouse okay. made, made an incredible impact on the culture and the industry because, interesting. um, at the time when Slaughterhouse came out, the audacity of all four of them already right. kind of established in their right. We hadn't seen any group come together like At that all. since Wu Tang. Really. Yeah. Yeah, um other groups were came and went from Dipset to Rockefeller and yeah. State Property or whatever, but they all were silent like snipers in their own individual route. Mm -hmm. And they created such a buzz um that paved the way I would say for a Griselda or yeah. um, whatever just to come back at it. Everybody had deals that fell. Everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. had careers already. And then they all came together and was all literally. Nice. And yeah. I remember the festivals. I remember the murmurs about them. I just remember the excitement about the idea of Slaughterhouse. And, we, and then it was so much so where here comes all these label deals being thrown at them right so he's finally doing a shady deal and then that you know they put yeah. out that album that didn't do well but it definitely like made the industry change a lot of things when slaughterhouse yeah. came out as far as just how to market and and how you can be underground and mainstream at the same time that's right. why i said that paved the way for a griselda or whatever because we saw a, a dichotomy of both you yeah. know what I mean? We saw, we knew Joe Buddy, we knew Royce, but all but them they together, were still, like, that's that's they the were still working shit. like indie guys, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I would say Florida House um, was the last is is one that sticks out to me because people are still asking for another album. <laughs> yeah, and it's, they they got one out there. <laughs> They're yeah. waiting. <laughs> we know. You know so the, the so. obvious ones are Wu Tang, like we know, right. That like we know that, but that doesn't need to be a discussion. Like exactly, you know what I, mean? like, I like that one though that you picked. That's like that's one that I wouldn't have. Like I probably in the back of my mind, I would have been thinking like, but I it would have even me off top. I would have probably been like, I don't know, uh, I don't know Rockefeller, no limit, because that's usually the answers that I'm getting. Like Rockefeller, no limit, which is Rockefeller would have been my my second because they you know they, they highly impacted me. Um, as an artist, as a rapper, like Rockefeller, but then I'm talking about as a as a in my career life and yeah. how what was impacting shit at a certain time it was definitely through the rap streets was definitely started house yeah. as far as everybody being undeniably they were a super team you know what i'm saying yeah. a super team for sure mm -hmm. yep so let me see what else i got what else i got let me see okay so this one i like this question because i always like to see where where people go with it as far as like the answer Perhaps. um what they could do different uh, so this one is, what contribution would you offer to improve in the music business? Um, 
this is like not an original idea so but it's something i'm i really um have been hearing about and i think originally i heard on drink champs okay but the whole idea of there needing to be like a guild or like a a union a union yeah. or something for hip-hop artists Word. to put money in and it's it's be some type of retirement fund or whatever because it's 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 to the point where we some legends have just con contributed so mm -hmm. much to the culture and they Absolutely. are they see nothing you know yeah and it's increasingly becoming to if i can add one more too i also think there needs to be like we need to bring back some type of a a gauge of mm. how much how much you know <laughs> like you need like to have like is. rap rap history or something that's before necessary you, though. Before That's you get necessary. a career in this shit, like it need to be like a fraternity again or yeah. something. Like you need to you need to be able to cross or, or be online because it's a, it's a job. It's before, a job. So you, you need to be able to cross or be online before you uh you're allowed to grab a mic and be yeah. on certain platforms and be on certain and uh arenas because it's like the gatekeeping is gone. Mm -hmm. The education of the history and the foundation of this culture is gone. Um, and I want to bring that back along with, well, it was, it was here under the guise of like five percenters and shit like yeah. that. But um, that's not it. That's irrelevant now. You know, it's mm. being smart and hip hop ain't, ain't really cool. It's not cool. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I would bring that in and definitely like a guild or a union, you know, cause people we, we saw we see in covid you know what i mean like stuff mm -hmm. like that would help the culture a lot yeah. um, and things like uh today you know so yeah i'm gonna definitely uh i'm gonna definitely uh restructure the question because just you throwing that one in there i'm like well maybe i need to go ahead <laughs> into what two <laughs> pieces of contribution would you offer to the music biz i like that one though i didn't even, i knew like you say that the whole thing where they they mentioned that on drink chance with the union but the but the hip-hop one-on-one that is necessary like yeah you, you need to be able to know and you, you gotta know, know some shit yeah. before you can before you can be on like before you can get a grammy for best art rap and yeah no, like, <laughs> like no that's you're real. not allowed and it's and it's fair. It's fair. Unless you, you know, know who saying? fucking cool Herc is, I don't want to even see your face. Do your research. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and it's right there in, in the palm of your hand. Google. It's right there. Like, look it up. You know what I'm right. saying? Know something. Like, learn. You know what I'm saying? Where did it start? What happened in the Bronx in the beginning? You know, like, know something. At least a piece. Like, give us. You know what I'm saying? Some type of information. Now, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, there's a line about it's on face to face. The first. Mm -hmm. uh, the first song on the album because I know the first one was an intro, right? Just, it was uh -huh. just like an intro. So on face to face, you mentioned you said something along the lines of uh, survivor's guilt. I don't want to butcher the line, but the line you know what line I'm talking about yeah. about survivors. You said on the on the album. Can you break that down? Like what inspired that line? Um, I'm trying to remember the bars real quick. Um, I think I think what I was basically coming from is in a time of COVID and during a time of every a lot of people are losing things and aren't able to really sustain their life mm -hmm. um, in detrimental ways even though I'm struggling and I'm facing difficulties career wise and, and same questions with me how I'm going to keep a roof over my head I'm still okay I'm, I'm not in the yeah. hospital none of my family members are, are sick um, so it feels 
it feels even hard to complain. It yeah. feels, I feel out of pocket for even putting this on wax, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I said survivor's deal because many ain't beating the odds. So it's like, I, I, it feels, it feels hard to, even though the, the pen and your, your music is supposed to be an outlet, sometimes you just feel guilty for, for even having a certain thought of, yeah. of not being grateful. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically where that was coming from. The dichotomy of the woe is me, but knowing that I'm blessed and I, I shouldn't yeah. complain. You know? I felt that line. I was like, damn, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, okay. I remember the whole line, but I knew it tied into like what you just said, like Survivor's Guild. And it was like, because at first I took it like, well, is it almost like, I saw it two different ways, what you just said. And then also it was like, okay, is it Survivor's Guild from just becoming successful and just, and just kind of, just not, not downplaying it, but kind of like, not, you know, just being more, just being super modest and humble about it. So other people don't feel a way that's, that's, maybe along the same path as yourself but then it's also oh, nah. what you said too yeah so. no nah, it wasn't it wasn't the latter at all because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not anywhere near the success for me to feel guilty definitely <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me ask um, her because i was yeah, like I'm out, I'm out guilty i'm not guilty about any of my accolades right now um i've worked hard for them no absolutely but you, you know so. it could be like people might look and and, and 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 they might view it their you know a perception is everything like somebody's perception of you might be oh yo, you getting to it now you're like nah man ain't even like that like you know relax you know what i'm saying so when oh I, yeah when no I heard, no i feel where you're coming from yeah. but i don't i don't i don't feel that way one bit perfect um, perfect that's or, all i want to inspire that yeah or or care you know um it, as far as other people because mo most people i haven't gotten that feedback from or energy from because i didn't really? come out of nowhere Good. Um, people have been watching and seeing me grind for over a decade. So yep. for me, I don't, I don't feel like I've survived yet enough to have guilt. You feel yeah. me for that part. But as far as just basic human um, survival um, and, and, and seeing our celebrities and whatever dropping like flies. Yeah. Yeah. You start to feel like, damn, like, what am I doing here then? If, mm -hmm if guys taking Chadwick Boseman and <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Man, it's like, then I, I'm here still. So then what do I have to offer? So that's really what that line was from. Like you said, you, like, you was like, it's going to grind for like what, 10 years or so. You said a line like that too, about, uh, you said, Fontaine said it takes 10 years or something. I forget the line verbatim, but I knew it stood yeah. out. And I was like, okay, that was a fire song too, as well. Now I wanted to ask you about, cause for the long, for some reason, I don't know if it's because of the, the ties that you have with artists from the city, <laughs> but for some reason, I haven't been used from Detroit <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, a, couple, a, a few <laughs> people think I'm from Detroit. That's really interesting because I've never even been to Detroit. So, yeah. I said, and I saw you say that to somebody online. I said, what? It, I think literally when the Gas Money album came out and I asked her <laughs> name was, I said, yo, I've never, I've been seeing her, her music. I've been hearing her name. For just as long as I've been out here, like you know, pushing as well, and uh -huh. I said I ain't never seen her in the city. Hey, look, yeah, that's because she from she from Boston, bro. I said, what? <laughs> I said, nigga. He said, yeah. I said, no. All these, all this time, all these years, like I thought she was from the city and just like real low, but but getting mm -hmm. to it, like maybe just out of town or like I was like, dog, I I had no clue. Then checked out the gas money album. I said, oh snap, like. That album was something different. I said, man, like, you know, I done told you thousands of times, like, all the all-size joint. 
man, listen. Oh, thank you. Thank man, I, I still listen to that album. I say, yo, this this is something special, like for sure. I really went back. I'm here telling names, like, yo, um, a couple of them joints I did, but like, we still, you know, working on the project we ain't put out yet. I, I told him, I was like, uh, it was supposed to be for namesake too. And I said, hey, I'm gonna go back and like rework some of these joints that we did because that shit right there that I just heard on Gas Money, I was like, man. But you got this album out closer than they appear. And want to say, Black uh -huh. Gold. See, another mm -hmm. Detroit connection, right? So I, yeah. I think mm -hmm. I said, I said, okay, how did that connection come about? Because that's a hypnotizing beat. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh -huh. how did that that marriage come about as far as just like you linking with him and just y'all coming up with that? Because I was like, man, that's that's me. And I, I played it back. I was like, yo, this is this is just hypnotizing for sure. Then the video was like, it matches so perfectly. We got Digga in there. I was like, okay. I see what this is. So I wanted to ask about that specifically, that that one joint. Um, well, um, as many people I think know by now, um, Fonte executive produced Closer yeah. Than They Appear, the album. So that was one one example of Fonte doing what he do. Um, okay. He got the track and he sent it to me and it was his idea to put Digger on the ad-lib. Ad so I reached out to Digger yeah. to do the ad-libs and then he mixed it and that was that. It was really that simple. The funny part is I heard a black gold beat way uh -huh. earlier in the process of uh, doing the album that we ended up not using. Uh -huh. um, so I was, I was particularly happy that we got black gold on it because I liked a different beat with the with um that method man sample it was just a yeah. whole nother beat altogether that just i just ended up not finish finishing it uh -huh. um but when he fonte really was like not nah, this is the one so it was same obviously same producer so that's yeah. that's really how that happened it was that simple now have you ever because I I, I I i haven't went that deep into your catalog and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna butcher who made the original song but the guy that made the song uh, Mrs. Jones, right? Has um, anybody ever sent the beat with that sample in there? Like oh, me and Mrs. Jones? Um, yeah. No, people, but it's it's very it's a very cliche suggestion. So you're not the only one. Good, because um, I was gonna ask. I said I know they probably pitched this to her before. I'm like, has she ever went and and let you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, I'm gonna ask her just just to make sure, like just to see and like has she ever like? Oh, you know how people? I'm pretty sure you get inundated you know with emails like yo i got this beat, you know all the time so I'm, i was wondering i said and it was right before i like plugged up i said i'm gonna ask her like has anybody ever sent her i want to say is it billy paul um i'm not i'm not sure but no it, it's been it's been suggested a okay. few times i don't recall having the actual beat like i don't remember any producer sending me a beat if they did i probably obviously didn't no, like nope. it enough to remember yeah. Um, but it's definitely uh been a suggestion. If if I hear it done right the right way, um, I'm not like opposed to it. Um, but yeah, it's just the Jones, it's just too on the nose, I think, maybe. Yeah. It, it, it was, depends how, it how was, much they flip it or or that's um, what I was thinking. Like the what made me think of it was the beat for uh want to say. And I was like the way it was just like it just like I say, it was hypnotizing the way it just carried out. I was like, what if so I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her. I ain't write this one down. So I'm going to just ask her, you know, okay. when, I, when, I, when I do the <laughs> yeah. interview with her. So now you mentioned the, uh, obviously, you know, Fonte is the executive producer. How did that happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, he handled as far as reaching out to Black Gold, just just making certain, obviously doing what an executive producer does. But how did that come about to begin with? 
Um, well, I ran into him backstage at the Little Brother concert, and we've been, you know, connected online for a few years. So oh. it was kind of a mutual love. Like he he had made a tweet earlier la that year that we was gonna work. So he was mm -hmm. excited to see me, and then we were talking and talking and talking, and then he finally was like, you know what? I think I think I'm gonna executive produce your album. I was like, all right, I'm not, yes. I'm not supposed that to that. Is, so that is great. From then on, then that that was uh, us continuing to build and um, you know get the project going. So, and it's such a vibe of an album. Like I threw it on that morning, like when it dropped. Like I, I was up, I seen it hit at midnight or whatever. I'm just throwing it in the morning when I'm in the ride, and it's just it's a perfect. Got the sun just was out. I was like, man, it's just like the right album. You know what I mean? And it was like uh -huh. it was it was concise. It was like right to the point. You covered everything, and I, and, and another song because I told you one of my favorites on there was uh, the Angelina joint. Oh, okay. Um, what is what's the story to that? Not like okay, well, how did you know? What was what was your mind? I'm not saying like your, your mindset with the writing process, but like, what is that story? Because I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I was like, okay, what is like? Yeah, what do you what do you think it's about? Is it is it almost like saying is it is it kind of talking about my first interpretation was okay it sounds like a, a, a lady that lost her way okay am i on the nose with that or is I'm, it i'm wanting i want what we do as artists is we put the art out and then yeah. the, the the listener you're an artist you know the listener yeah. interprets what they feel so i'm interested as the artist i already obviously know what it's about but i want to know what yeah. you gathered and how you processed the record well, when I listened to it, the way I processed it, I said, yeah, I'm getting that this is this is this is a woman out here who just pretty much just lost her way, like maybe lost grip or something just on life or something. But okay. I kept listening to it. I, I can't figure it out. I'm asking oh, this song. Like, this is a huge metaphor. Just the whole song in itself. Now, like within the verse, I said, this is a, this is a metaphor. And I kept. It, the melody, I was just intrigued by. I was like, man, this is just something dancing and stuff. I was like, yo, this is it, man. Did I, you, I love this song. Did anything capture you as to what who, like, I just, did you think I just picked Angelina as a name or did you think that was a, a purpose, purposeful? I thought, I said, okay, it, it, I said Angelina could be somebody. I said, or that could, it could just be a name that's used that represents something. And I couldn't pinpoint it. Normally, I, I'm couldn't good pinpoint at this. It. I, I okay, said, I gotta I ask her, she, she hit me with a loop on this. And I said, I got to ask her, man, when I get her on the show. I was just curious. Um, but yeah, so Angelina is, you're right, it's a huge metaphor for LA. Okay. Angelina, the nickname, and you would only pretty much know this if you lived in LA or are in LA, but the nickname that they call the residents of LA are like Angelinos. They call them like Angelinos. Dear, Word. if you see little pamphlets of like the governor or mayor talking to LA, they're like, you know, our Angelinos community or whatever. So yeah. I, I made it singular. Okay. And made it and personified LA as a, a friend, a homegirl. Wow. So that's why the verse is it's kind of outlining it. Angelina came like an angel in disguise. I met her out west, the 48 hour drive. Man. Guess she caught that light into the fire in my eyes. So it was like, yeah, I, I came to LA. I had all of this ambition of getting on stage and like getting in the studio, being in movies, lights, camera, action. That's yeah. why I made the, the film references in the second verse. Um, but I, you quickly, that allure, when you, lit, when you move here, that allure that of, 
of you being a little kid and just thinking LA mm -hmm. is a thing from watching Fresh Prince or whatever when yes. you're a kid, that vanishes. So you really have to belong here or or really have a purpose here or they'll chew you up and spit you out or you'll just you're end way. up in a very you know bad situation. So LA for me was you know, after reflecting of being here for eight years, it's been eight years living yes. in LA. I was at a point before I met Fonte that night of kind of deciding in my head if I was still going to be living here or if it was time to move. Okay. So that's where the chorus came. No matter where I go, wherever I decide, if I go home to Boston, if I go back to Atlanta, if I decide another city, I have to just rely on the fact that I'll be successful. I'll fly. I'll be good. Yeah. So that was basically what that that meant. And he said Tyson's on at six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all. I'm <laughs> no, what time is it? It's supposed uh, to be at eight thirty-eight. I'm looking at eight thirty-eight right now, Eastern. Yeah. So, bro, you stressing us out? Because <laughs> I'm I, got I definitely purchased right, the fight, so I'm not gonna get my penalties yeah. worth. But yeah, that's that's basically what um, Angelina is about. It's a big metaphor for LA and representing my friendship. Uh -huh. Um, and my journey of kind of like a fake friend, like an unreliable. I thought it was one thing, but it wasn't. No shot, no shots to LA, but you know, <laughs> I'm still here. I've been that's here. Eight a, years, so that's I'm still a beautiful a loyal song, friend. though. <laughs> that's you, that's a that. that's a well put together song. I said I gotta ask her about that. At first, I was like, I was just actually about the uh, the wait a minute joint with nameless. I said, but I'm, I'm I pretty much get the idea with that, and it's a dope track. And with that one. You ended it. I was waiting for the rhymes. I was waiting for the bars. But you, yeah. But the, what I thought was dope about that, because I know you sing too. You just close the album out singing. I said, "Oh man," I said, "Okay, yeah. nice, perfect." Yeah. It, it's a perfect album. I was like, "It's just, it's well, just a, a great vibe." That's why I, I, I like music. I think the older I get, it's like it serves. I just got to hear music where it's just like I'm, I'm vibing to it for the most part. And that, that's what this album gave me. So. Like, it was just great. I had to get you face to face and talk about it. Because I was like, man, I really want to know just a couple, that song specifically. And you, you cleared uh -huh. it up. So I was like, this is like, a, this is a large metaphor. You know, like some songs, you, it's, it's a dope beat. The bars going to have some metaphors in them. But not all the time is the, the song itself, you know, one large metaphor. So that's that that song is special. Man. I really like that one for sure. So, Appreciate it. I'm glad yeah. you like it. Man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So with this, I mean... I mean, for, I guess I would ask you, what, what's next? Like, as far as uh, music, any other ventures, as far as outside of music that you're looking to tap into? Um, I'm, I'm a teacher, so it's probably going to get right back to, you know, cleaning up my um, curriculum, because I uh -huh. took pretty much with COVID. And this past semester, I haven't really um, been in the teaching bag as much. So mm -hmm. with COVID, probably hope with the vac with vaccines or whatever yeah. on the horizon school's probably going to be back in session where which, where i work so probably focusing more on that and i've been you know djing a little bit so uh taking that a little bit more seriously because when outside opens up I yeah. want to start and um and yeah just continuing to push the album i'm nowhere near i want what where i want to be as far as people mm -hmm. knowing about it so just continuing to to push it and drop content for the project and you know Hopefully it'll it'll pay some bills. Perfect, yeah, definitely. Like it, it, it will, it will. We gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. 
But Word listen, I, I know the fight coming on in a minute, so I, I appreciate you for coming on. Again, thanks to Dre for even just putting the connect out there. Let people know where they can find you at besides Instagram, of course, on social media, the website, and where they can grab the album. Um, yeah, you can find me at thelyricjones.com. Actually, Instagram is honestly the best way to find the link um, instead of trying to remember it. So if you go to my bio, uh, for y'all who are watching, it's the link is in my bio. Link in bio. Yeah. Um, and it has everything on my website. Everywhere you want to reach me, it's all there. So Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Again, appreciate it. And y'all. No problem. Hi, Nameless. And yeah, what up, dude? South. Thank oh, it was a lot of people jumping in. here. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say hi. Whoever's still in here, hello. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. The website is www.nametagalexander.com. It's been another episode of A Name Tag is Necessary. That was our guest, Lyric Jones. Make sure y'all grab closer than they appear immediately after this episode and then go watch the fight. We out. Peace. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Take yeah. All right, now, you too.